Frields, you know, we're talking about Paw Patrol this week. Uh, you said saw it three times. Am I correct? Uh, well, a fourth if you count this afternoon. So. That's true. Okay. And uh, remind me, who's your favorite Paw in the Patrol? Um, well, I mean, there's a lot of good options, right? Well, we got like seven or eight of them. Um, I'd, like, I, I'd like to hear you name one. Let me hear. Um, on. Well, there's Liberty. And then <laughs> did you just do a Google Captain search? Turbot. Um, <laughs> How quickly can Freels get on Wikipedia? <laughs> Liberty. Is Liberty really one of them? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wow. I'm impressed. I, I know impressive. none of them. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Right. I doubt that. And then there's Kitty played by Chris Rock. So, I mean, hold on. Chris Rock is one of the Paw Patrol characters. Oh, yeah. So, it's like Marsden. you don't know. <laughs> and who else? James Marsden, right? I James mean, Marsden. Wow. Yeah, Man, they went all out on the Paw Patrol. I'm impressed. I had no Kristen idea. Bell. Kristen Bell. Okay. So, there's got to be a musical number probably in there somewhere. Of course. I'm going to make them an awful camera field. I see dead people. Hasta la vista. Baby, you can't handle the truth. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Okay, so we're actually not talking about Paw Patrol. Sorry, we just lost half our fan base. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, we're at. <laughs> they're like, "What? I was all excited. They were going to do Paw Patrol." No, <laughs> we're doing. The other end of the spectrum, <laughs> we're doing the creator uh, this week. And uh, wow, okay, a lot going on in the creator. Uh, it's basically the melting pot of all sci-fi. <laughs> it's basically, they said, you know, uh, Gareth Edwards is like, okay, if we can take every single sci-fi movie ever, throw it into a blender, spit it out, hit thrape, you you know, this is this is our movie and we'll call it the creator. Let's they definitely need to change the name to the kitchen sink because they threw every worldview every ai movie like it just was like a big old mix of everything yeah okay well then hey without further ado let's get into it let's talk about this movie uh a lot going on uh let's talk about some of the worldview stuff what what are some of the initial ones that kind of stuck out to you yeah i think uh you know the irony is that the movie is called creator uh nirmada is a translation for the term creator which they start out with a quote at the beginning of the movie up on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. And so all that really is just looking at someone having to create these AI and, and things like that to uh, for them to to be. And yet evolution is at kind of the, the front and center of the movie. You even have um, even quotes about Neanderthals and, you know, the yes. human humans, uh, you know, destroying the Neanderthals. And but so but AI has evolved and it is uh, grown into what it is in the movie kind of thing. So you have so you have evolution. Uh, you have uh, definitely Eastern mysticism, uh, Hinduism, Buddhism yes. represented. Um, yes. One of the quotes is I am her and she is me. We are all connected. And so that, you know, they're pantheistic. You know, almost like Star Wars, the Force kind of idea. Yeah. Yeah. You have Valhalla and Norse mythology mentioned yes. in it. I mean, like yes. just everything yeah. you can think like, of. I, it was like every, every part. I'm like, wow, they're going to yeah. get everything in here. And biblical mm-hmm. imagery all throughout, often twisted or out of context or some, sure. you know, pushing an agenda. But I mean, you have Genesis 2 and Alpha and Omega, the messianic figure, the creator imagery, like all of these things in a hodgepodge and then i think the biggest question through the whole thing is what is humanness 
right? That's like the biggest worldview right. issue is how, how do you define what is humanness? What is a sentient being, that kind of idea? I, I, okay, so I thought it was interesting, um, almost from the get-go, the, there's a couple lines. The, the embracing AI's equals was interesting. Uh, and, you know, we were at lunch the other day, Dr. Beals, myself, and uh, with a couple of our colleagues talking through this whole idea of AI and at the at the very base level with AI, you still need somebody who has created that AI. It can't just come into, which is obviously what they want to say in evolution is that boom, it just it just suddenly we had it and it was just there. Right. Well, we know that AI can't do that. There has to be somebody on the other end programming information that it then can process and then act on. So the idea that that it's just you know evolving out of nothing, we know is is false, is not truth. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, otherwise it would have have evolved already, right? And right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think there is that. Um, convoluted meshing of things that I think if, if you're not really paying attention, you're not thinking through the logical aspects of it, um, you, you might miss it. Like, oh, yeah, you know, these things are created and then they just kind of develop into uh, humanness uh, and with emotions and even mourning for the dead, you know, right. like their own dead robots. They're having like uh, all of these uh, mourning rituals that were yep. you know, um, you know, really interesting to to see how they how they try to twist that. Yeah, right. Uh, there's there's an interesting part in the movie that that kind of struck me where there's a guy who um, mentions that the nuke, because the nuclear, there's basically AI had launched this nuclear um, attack on um, in California. And there's a guy who says the nuke was a coding error, a human error. Yeah. It says that AI would never hurt mankind. Well, first of all, they didn't watch uh, the Terminator and Skynet. Right, exactly, um, and and everything that has come around has been, um, you know, in, in for years has been AI is going to eventually evolve to the point of seeing how wicked humans are and take them out. Like that's like the base point of a ton of different uh, movies that are right, you know, through right. the years. Yeah, I think it, I think I find it interesting is that you have um, you you do have this innocence that. Uh, in fact, one of the quotes, uh, as uh, you know, there's so many things happening in this movie. Again, the kitchen sink idea. It even felt like a little bit like um, some propaganda from the Vietnam War, where oh, America dude. was invading the the Asian countries, and well, they're going and, and, in, you know, the secret places and killing people and robots and things like that. And and, and Jason, again, if you look at this film, there is one group that is portrayed as evil and that's the oh, Americans. Yeah. Yep. The Americans are portrayed as the villains in this. Every other society is seeks to unite and yep. bond with AI except and, and, the Americans. And all of the Americans uh that were white and you yes. know white uh Caucasian were, Caucasian, were yep. jerks yep. were had some yep. kind of evil master plan. The hero is an African American American, right? Right redundant but um african-american and so you have yeah you have that and one of the quotes though is that as they're they're uh tracking down the robots in in asia because now new asia has harbored uh and our pro ai uh the quote is that uh, the things down there meaning the robots have bigger hearts than you right that, that <laughs> right they're um one of the taglines for blade runner uh more human than human 
mm-hmm. uh, from the Tyrell company. If you go back and watch the old school Blade Runner, uh, that started in the in the very beginning of the movie, where you know as they're kind of catching you up to speed of how AI has gotten to this point, and they're showing some old videos or whatever. They they mention that more human than human. And so it does seem to suggest that they're not just human, they're better than humans. It's like a transhumanism in which that uh, you take the the best part of the human and the best part of robots and AI and things like that. And and then you have these really great, like uh, a combination of these things. So they're, they're portrayed as innocent, bigger hearts, uh, mourning for their dead, sacrificial, like all the positive traits of what we would call human characteristics yeah. are exemplified in the robots and and also New Asia and all the wicked bad things seem to be emphasized mainly of the western countries right. which are represented well, by America. And there was even one line where one of the characters was orphaned and it said I was raised by AI parents and they loved me better than any human parents could. <laughs> yes, right. Here's a challenge when you've got a movie like this that tries to tackle so many things. It ends up tack really, really not covering any of them because yeah. what it's doing is it's just sprinkling. So it's not actually, whereas with Blade Runner, it was a little more focused. Uh, and I think that's yeah. one of the things that made that film so strong and have such a lasting uh, impression uh, yeah. from a philosophical standpoint. Uh, but okay, so I want to talk about the euthanasia whole plot line that that's there in the film where um the and again we're getting some spoilers here but uh uh, denzel washington's sons he thought his wife was murdered and or killed and he finds her later on to be basically in kind of a comatose state being kept alive and then he pulls the trigger on her to let her be peaceful and go into the afterlife there is a lot of contradictory things happening right because what they're what they're demonstrating because there's a there's a couple times they show in the movie where they are able to um to extract the consciousness and the personality and the immaterial of a person they're able to abstract or extract that i should say as if it's only just basically physical components um, that they're uh, they're able to computerize, like stick a stick a thing on a person's head, get their brain waves or whatever, all the material parts, uh, and then encode that, and then they're able to put that into another um, robot, and then that takes on the personality, things like that. And it, really, that's a worldview that that says the only thing that there is in all this world is the material. There is no spiritual right. component, right? There's no um, but again, material. But back to your point on the mixed messaging. There's so much in regards to heaven and the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, the the yep. AI, the little girl asks uh, the the protagonist, she's like, you know, are you, are you going to go to heaven? He's like, no, good pe- only good people go there. Well, and she goes, well, then I can't go there either because I'm not real. Uh, and then yep. when he does, you know, pull the trigger basically and, and put his wife to, to sleep, he uh, makes a comment about um, about how now she's going to go to heaven. And then later when he sacrifices himself, I'm going to heaven because of the AI, uh, which I thought was interesting that like the messaging of that is that man create because the way that man creates AI, right? And man's creation is the one that ultimately saves humanity. Again, yeah. putting the focus back on, you know, man, of course, big shock. For sure. 
there's definitely um, a push for all that there is is material and it evolves and there's no afterlife. And yet they constantly reference the afterlife. And, and so there, there really is like this, you don't really know what to believe. Like what is the worldview? And it's this crazy. That's because they don't know it. Exactly. That's why, that's why you get, again, you've got a guy here who's subconsciously searching for what is his meaning, what happens after he dies. And he's trying to work that, that whole thought process out in his movie. And of course, because he, it's not revealed to him, he can't, (laughs) he can't come to a conclusion. Uh, And so he's grasping at straws through, you know, two hours and seven minutes of a, of a sci-fi piece. Yeah, I think I, I would put it this way. What you see on film is what is common in the world today. And that is syncretistic approach uh, where you just basically grab bits and pieces of different worldviews uh, and make up a combo, if you will, um, of all the things that you like that that sound good. Even though if you were to evaluate each line of those, that they would contradict or they would be uh, falsified, those kinds of things. And so you're really looking at a film that represents the way most people approach what they believe. I think it shows how everybody's so afraid to offend anybody else. So that's kind of a, this, this movie is, like you said, it's a it's a kitchen sink of everything that's going on, right? They throw all of these things in here because, you know, God forbid they leave something out and offend someone. Well, and the other thing that was fascinating is, I, I was talking about this uh, with my wife, is that New Asia was um, kind of ambiguous, right? And you had Japanese actors, you had Thai, you had Chinese, you had, like, it looked like they were filming in Cambodia. Like, they had this, like, like there was shot a lot in Thailand as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, there wasn't, like, this one um, one nationality or one people group. It was, like, they're, they're just this, um, that they are the, the Asians, and they're all good, and they're all caring, uh, and then, you know, obviously then the Americans are the uh, capitalists, um, the, right. um, you know, they're, they're the, they're pushing their imperialism and dominating kind of idea. There's a strive for perfection that, you know, we all seem to want to have, right? I mean, it, it comes out everywhere within culture as you see it today. That's why we have cameras with filters. We can curate our lives to make it look like we want. And you kind of see that with these AIs. My my AI parents raised me better than my parents could have, right? And so we're looking for a creation that's better than us. And it was just, I just found that interesting because that's what they're yeah. looking for, they're looking for perfection. And and the whole messianic figure of the female robot child, yep. uh, you know, like they're talking behind the scenes, right? Before that she's going to have to go up there and die, like sacrifice herself. Uh, to bring in this piece. And and then at the end, you see that she is bringing in this piece by uh, taking out the, you know, the the main uh, battle station or whatever. And yeah, so you, you do see that like longing. But again, man has old. to help. Back to what you talk a lot about, Jason, you know, we've talked about some of these suspense horror movies where, you know, there's there's demon possession or something like that. And you know, God's never enough. Man has to come in and be the one to really kind of help. And here's what you see here. You know, the the chosen one isn't enough. It's very powerful, but not enough. It still needs man to come alongside and help it get over the edge. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think like too, like when when I look at this movie, you you have the 
the beginning and then the end and the arc of the main character, Joshua, right? Denzel's yeah. son. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, he's basically like AI doesn't feel anything. It's just programming. They're shut off They're you know, and, but, but by the end, they're no longer like, he's no longer able to deny that AI has this uh, very real humanness about it. Um, their right to fight for survival and their freedom and things like that. And I think it just, it brings up the question and every AI movie does this. What is humanness? Like, what does it mean to be um, human? And, and, you know, for us as a um, as believers who go to the word of God, because the one who has created man is the one who has defined humanness, right? Created in God's image. You see in Genesis 2, where the spiritual and material uh, being are emphasized that God formed man out of the dust, but he also breathed life into his nostrils. And I think the one thing that, like from a theological perspective, that uh, that can never come across um, as very real in the AI realm is the metaphysical aspect of humanness, the the spirit uh, soul component, if you will. I mean, they can try to mimic the intellectuality, the emotions, even sometimes the uh, the volition, right, the will, but but they cannot mimic the metaphysical that happens uh, because God has breathed life into humans. There's this immaterial part that um, even in our own world, if we were to see robots with skin on their face and they're just acting, you know, they're acting like humans or whatever, at the core is what is a human? Well, one is created in the image of God that is both material and immaterial. And I think that just helps us like to have a biblical worldview as we think about, you know, cool movies with, you know, because the one thing I will say about the movie is that it had some really great visuals, right? It was it was aesthetically pleasing to me, like as I watched it. But at the core, though, is a human is one created in the image of God who is both material and immaterial that separates it from all other creation. I thought it was interesting how you would show these AI characters when one of them was, when another AI was killed, and they they showed them going through the emotion of what we as humans go through when when one of our loved ones dies, right? And I remember as I was watching, I'm like, that's just like getting in an accident with my car. I just got to take it into the shop. It's going to get fixed in their back. Yeah. But yet, yeah, except movie- your car doesn't have the uh, face of a child on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. You haven't seen my car recently. <laughs> that's true. No, but you're right because they 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 gave it traits of humanness, right? To do that, and they mimic traits that we have as humans even with the you know with the savior character right the little girl right i mean you you felt her humanness what you perceived as humanness and and um and joshua felt that right so so to the joshua naming uh yeah oh yeah like right 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 the salvation component like but okay but isn't that more isn't it like um is it is it yahweh's salvation is that really okay okay so like even that foreshadowing, meaning that okay, the the idolatry of the AI is the one that's coming to save. One of the things that's I think enjoyable about a movie like this, even if it's maybe not a home run, it has a lot of different stuff that you can come away discussing and thinking about and talking about. And to me, those those are enjoyable because uh, you know, if it's just vapid and just gone with the wind and has no, you know, doesn't try and tackle anything. Um I don't know. To me, those aren't as enjoyable. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. 
To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org backslash donate. To learn more about the Masters University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.